Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. And welcome back to another installment of Your Change Podcast, a podcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. We are extremely excited for this current series that Pastor Danny is preaching on contending. Today, he went into contending for the next level and it was such an encouraging word. If you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to press pause right now and go back and listen to the message so you can get the most out of this podcast. But right now, I just want to welcome Pastor Danny to the podcast and say thank you so much for taking the time out to delve a little deeper into this word with us. Thank you so much, Shana, for having me and um, warm welcome to all our listeners who are joining us on this podcast today. And I pray that this conversation is going to be of uh, great help to you. It's going to be a source of encouragement and also of empowerment in your spiritual work as well as in your day-to-day lives. Thank you so much. Wonderful. So, uh, At the beginning of the sermon, when you were giving Mm. us the context to the text that you were going to be jumping into, you talked about how uh, David was saying that when he was in the wilderness with the sheep, he first of all was able to take care of the sheep that he was given, but he was also able to take care of himself. So I just want to ask you, what does taking care of us look, taking care of ourselves look like? And when does that cross into selfishness? Wow, that's a very good question for us to to look into. And um, I think it would be good maybe to build up um, from the context of David, um, according to 1 Samuel chapter number 17, because he's out there in the wilderness, and um, it's a very dangerous place that he is in. Why? Because there's so many dangerous wild animals that are out there. And his responsibility as a shepherd, uh, number one, is to look after the sheep. Yeah, the, the possession of his father. Yes. That is why he was out in the field. But the, um, you know, these, these dangerous wild animals, they were not just a threat to the sheep, but they were also a threat to himself oh, yes. as, 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 as a person. So when it comes now to us applying that into our lives, I'm looking at maybe extracting some principles that we can take from there. So taking care of ourselves, drawing from David, we're talking about putting yourself in a very safe place. Okay. You're putting yourself in a place where uh, your your life doesn't terminate because you haven't looked after yourself. You haven't put put protective measures in place so that uh, whatever is coming to attack you can just easily attack you, you know, because you haven't taken due diligence to make sure that you are in a safe place. So for me, extracting from the story of David, it's much to do with making sure that you are at a place in life that this could be a mental state. Mm-hmm. This could be even a physical state mm-hmm. where you are safe. You, you're making sure that everything that is a potential of attacking your life doesn't have an advantage over you. So for wow. me, that's the whole concept uh-huh. um, of you taking care of yourself. And okay. I think we're able to know whether we have crossed on the other side. Uh-huh. Yeah, because once we shift from putting ourselves in a place where we are protecting our, men- our minds, we are protecting our, our physical uh, lives, then we know that we have crossed. Anything, yes. anything that is outside you protecting yourself, mm-hmm. being in a safe place mm-hmm. where you are protecting yourself, 
then I think we know that we've crossed the line. Okay. So just for my own application, my job is to make myself unsafe so that nothing outside can come in and harm me. That's true. Yeah. Right. But when I then go out to commit harm to others in in the attempt to protect myself, then I have crossed over. I would consider it that way because at the end of the day, it's it might appear or it's of no real benefit mm -hmm. for you to be able to protect others at the expense of yourself. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. In as much, there's obviously, there's a very thin line because there's an element of sacrifice. Oh, yeah. But even sacrifice, you are not doing it to endanger yourself. So there ought to be that element where you're exposing yourself in a, in a, in a situation where you need to help others, but you don't close your eyes from helping yourself. Oh, yes. Yeah, you don't take yourself out of the equation. So it is always important that while we are out there to help others, we also need to look after ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Because it's not only maybe that individual that we are called to protect. Perhaps there are other people who are right. in line for us to fulfill our assignment of protecting them. Yeah. So if I'm going to endanger myself with the first person, then what's going to happen to the next person? The next so person. I think bringing that balance is going to be very key and very important. Wonderful. So I guess foresight is very, very important very in important, that situation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on a little bit further into the message. And uh, you talked about um, the, arm, the, the army of Israel had been under Goliath's ministration for 40 days mm -hmm. and they hadn't changed. Yeah. And you gave the example that, you know, the first day you would have clapped, for, clapped your hands for them to say, yes, they've gone to battle. The next mm -hmm. day after they ran away, you would have gone and said to them, well, uh, you've come back. Well done. Mm -hmm. But if they continue to do that, yeah. then there's a sign that they're not recognizing that there's a problem here. Okay. But sometimes, and now this is our question, sometimes we grow up in that environment and it's almost what we see as normal, okay? And it's only maybe when we look outside and we see that, oh, maybe there's a problem here or maybe there's an issue here. So what do we do or how can we navigate a situation where the problem is something that we have grown up with yeah. and almost everybody in our family is the same way? Mm. How can we mm. navigate that without potentially us like being ostracized or yeah. trying to make ourselves like mm -hmm. we know and they don't yeah yeah very very important question and um maybe coming back to the story of david so we are looking at it from a point of view of someone who has grown into a problem okay yeah it's 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 already there mm -hmm. so it's more like it's the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's all you know, that you wake up in the morning, Goliath comes and intimidates you, run away, and the following day you come back, you stand again on the line. But in terms of breaking such a cycle or such a way of life, I think it's always important for us to pause and ask ourselves very important questions. I'm a firm believer that life revolves around the questions and the answers we okay. give to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about pulling back and asking ourselves that, is this normal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. because like I was sharing in the message that one of the dangers we have in life is normalizing things that are abnormal. But sometimes we might not be able to pick an abnormal situation if we don't pull back and reflect that what is happening right now, can it be considered as normal? Okay. Is, this, is this how one can spend the rest of his or her life? 
waking up in the morning, go on the line, receive some intimidations, run away, and then come back again the following day. <laughs> Would you really call that life? Yeah. No, but I think yeah. there are things that we can pick as we pull back oh, yes. and just make a reflection. And mm -hmm. part of the questions perhaps that we might need to ask ourselves, which I think is a very important question to ask ourselves in a number of areas of our lives is, if this situation doesn't change, is there anything that is going to change for the better? Okay. Yeah. If, if this routine that I am in, if it's, if it's not going to change, are things ever going to change for the better? In other words, is there hope for something better? Yes. Is there a better alternative outside what I'm going through? Mm -hmm. So I think pulling back and having a time to ask ourselves questions and be able even to dig into the past. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we easily embrace the past that has been handed over to us and we've inherited it, but we haven't gotten to a place where we, we want to challenge the status quo. Mm. Yeah, because I'm looking at at life and thinking there must be something better there must be. than what I am going through. So yeah. I think we must be bold enough to challenge the status quo okay. rather than just accept things because that's what I know. I grew up in this situation, but I think it comes from an element of us asking lots of questions, very important mind problem questions. Okay, so I hear you saying we need to be asking questions. Are there, is there a set of questions? Is there like, mm -hmm. um, a performer that you can ask yourself so i know that you've said that you can ask yourself is there hope yeah or can i have a better situation than this mm -hmm. so when you've asked yourself that question yeah. what is the next step right so when you've asked yourself is is there hope in this situation what you're trying to do is i think it's one of the things that i spoke in the other episode you're trying to assess the reality on the ground yeah yeah so that you when you move forward, you know the extent of the situation that you're dealing with. So the whole idea of you asking yourselves all these questions is so that you can come to a place where you make a decision. Okay. Yeah. Take ownership that something needs to be done about this situation. I think that's one beauty with asking questions. They must bring us to a place where we realize the need for a change. Wow. Yeah, okay. there, there's, there's a need for me to change the situation. There's a need for me even to challenge the status quo. Okay. So ultimately, the questions must lead us to an action point. What mm -hmm. is it that I need to do? Mm -hmm. Now that I know that there is hope for a better future, mm -hmm. now that I know that if I don't do something about the situation, nothing is going to change. And mm -hmm. if we were to extract from the story of David, we actually learn that if they had they continued in that situation, chances are very high. I'm just reading in between the lines yes. that perhaps um, Goliath could have come and maybe even just attacked one of them yes. and concluded that, you know what, we have victory over you. Absolutely. Yeah. And that would have resulted in slavery. So part of assessing the situation is getting to know that if I don't do something about this, what is going to happen? For the children of Israel, it was going to be slavery. Oh, yeah. Who wants to spend the rest of their lives in slavery? Yeah. As a matter of fact, the children of Israel, they had a history of slavery. They did. Yeah, 430 did. years in Egypt. Mm. And they grew up being told of those stories. So they know the picture of slavery because mm -hmm. your yes is taken away from you. Mm -hmm. Even your no is taken away from oh, you. Yes. So I, I think these questions, they should bring someone to a place where they say, I need to do something about this, where we become decisive. Okay, so the point of the question, so this is this is for those of us who will continually be asking ourselves questions, yeah. okay? The end point of the question is to solve the problem, the problem yeah. or to arrive at a decision. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. 
So how would you then encourage somebody who has been facing a particular giant their whole life? Let's say that it's a young person who's maybe being bullied at home, uh, bullied at school. Now they're at work. They've become a timid, introverted person. How would you encourage that person to come out of that? So my, my, my number one word of encouragement to someone who has gone through or who is still going through such a situation is the first thing, acknowledge that things can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, to, it's just to have that mindset and have it register in you mm-hmm. that this situation I'm going through can change. There is a potential, there is hope for that situation to change. For me, I think, in as much as it sounds so simple, but I think it feels or it gives so many possibilities of coming out of that situation. It's unlike someone who is going through perhaps maybe an example like of bullying. Mm-hmm. Now, if your mind hasn't registered that I can come out of this situation, mm-hmm. your mind is going to accept that as the norm. Okay. So you end up trying to shape your life around it and try to accommodate it and try to adjust your life around that, but yet not solving the problem, that yet not so confronting the problem. So for me, that would be one of the first words of encouragement is begin to see that situation differently. Mm -hmm. That, you know what, there is hope. This situation can actually change. Yeah, there is hope. And and in our our time, we can actually feed from other people's experiences. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes when we go through a situation, we tend to think that it's only me who is going through the situation. Absolutely. And we forget that there are so many witnesses around us Mm -hmm. of people that have experienced that situation. Mm-hmm. I think I said that at the beginning, at the opening remarks of my message that as I was reflecting on last Sunday's message, Contending for Knowledge, that you know, almost everything that we're going through and that we ever need, someone has experienced it. Yes. And there's a whole wealth of information out there that is available for us to tap into yes. and also to learn. But I think the most important thing as a word of encouragement is begin to tell yourself that there's hope. There is hope. Yeah for this situation to change. Yes. Yeah, there is there, there are high chances that this situation can change. And I'm not the first one. Mm. Yeah, and I'm not going to be the last the one last even one. to come out of this. So I'm yes. going to put myself on the list of people that have gone through a challenge, but have come out of that situation. Wonderful. I think, Pastor Danny, you referenced the scripture, um, there is nothing new under yeah. the sun yeah. last week. Yeah. And I think, um, especially as young people, we think that we are the most or we have done the most Mm. and it's important to understand that you are just or this situation is just a different it's a different version exactly 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 that exactly that it's just maybe the person who had the problem before had a 3310 and now you have an iphone 13 that's all that the situation is wow okay so you you talk about how you have to speak to yourself and tell yourself yeah. um, that there is hope. Yeah. Okay, so how do we cultivate this in our everyday life? Uh, cultivate a a, a problem solving mindset within ourselves to to let that be the the our first protocol. Okay, this is a problem. I need to solve it, as opposed mm-hmm. to this is a problem and I want to shrivel up and not do anything about it or turn around and run away, as some people would. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So for me, when it comes to uh, when it comes to cultivating a mindset 
that helps us to solve, uh, to solve problems in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, I'm going to be commenting from a Christian point of view. So this is where now um, the Word of God comes into play. Yeah, I'm soaking myself in the Word so that I can get to see what God has already said okay. about the situation that yes. I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that becomes the source of our hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just getting to know that what is it that God has said about this. Remember, we spoke about nothing is new under the sun. Yes. And the number of things that we are experiencing, somebody has already experienced them, mm -hmm. and they've been documented in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they do happen maybe in different settings, and they come out maybe with a different shape, different color, different size. But the principle is still there. So for me, cultivating it is going to take us just allowing ourselves to get into the word of God, yeah. searching out the scriptures. What what is God said about this situation? Mm -hmm. Are there any promises in the word of God of coming out of this situation? Because mm -hmm. remember, we spoke about promises as God's commitment to us. Yes. What is it that God has committed himself as far as this situation is concerned for yes. me to see myself out of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Getting myself into the Word is going to be very key. And I always say, you know, the Word of God has to be used at the same time with prayer. Yeah. yeah. So as I'm reading the Word of God, I'm praying. As mm -hmm. I'm reading the Word of God, I'm praying. Mm -hmm. Now, what prayer does is prayer is going to help me to fully comprehend the mind of God based on what I've read. Because yes. if I'm just going to read it and walk away, it's just as good as somebody who's read a novel and it's walked not, away. Yeah, but no when point. it comes to the Word of God, the Word of God, it is living Word. Yes. Yeah. I think Proverbs... Um, Hebrews chapter number four, verse twelve. It says, "For the word of God is is quick." quick. Yeah, that word "quick" it means is alive. alive. There is life yeah. in the word of God. Mm -hmm. So prayer is going to help me because as I'm praying, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to quicken His word. Mm -hmm. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe life upon that word, mm -hmm. so that the word becomes very personal and very specific in my situation. Oh, so yes. prayer now comes in to illuminate that word. Mm -hmm. And the more though I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to do that, through me reading the word and getting myself into prayer, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to bring very specific solutions wow. that yes. are word-based as far as our, our Christian journey is concerned. So for me, these two are going to be very key. And obviously, we live in a community of believers. It's always important to engage other people. Yeah, that's another way of cultivating that mindset. But obviously, you don't want to go to every person. Absolutely. You want to go to people that are going to speak life to you, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. are going to speak hope to you, that are going to speak encouragement to you, mm -hmm. that are also going to help you to see the, the Word of God better than yes. before. They will help you in, as far as illumination is concerned. They will yes. help you. To, to just get that understanding where yeah. your eyes are opened to see something that you couldn't see just by yourself. So we have to take advantage of the community of believers that we have. Let's mm -hmm. engage in talking about the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Let's ask questions. Yes. Now let's have those discussions. Mm. Things like Bible study, that's where they come in. We're oh, yeah. sitting down. I'm cultivating that mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and in those communities, I'm able to hear of other people's testimonies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember, I said it's easier for me to think that it's only me who's going through this, oh, and yes, I'm the only yes, one. Yes. I'm the first one in the whole world to go through this. But when you sit down in the community of other believers, and we're sharing testimonies, you know, sometimes you might even tell yourself, you know what, I'm not going to continue to worry about this problem because um, it's nothing compared to what other people are going through. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I just want to delve a little bit deeper into the prayer point where yeah. we're talking, well, where we're reading the Word of God and we're then going to him in prayer. What do you say in the prayer? Like, what are you saying in the prayer? So this is for maybe somebody who probably knew, to, knew in the faith. Yeah. 
and they're not quite sure that you know the lord the lord's prayer doesn't quite cover it yeah um yeah, yeah so when, when when it comes to prayer um one of my favorite statements is um before you enter the prayer room mm-hmm. pass through the word room yeah yes so our prayers especially when one is um growing in the faith i think that would be a very good starting point mm-hmm. always pray from the word of god yeah so the concept of now getting into the word of god and trying to understand what is it that god has said about this yeah um, it comes through in the word of god you need other people maybe to signpost you mm-hmm. so that you don't have to discover everything by yourself you know oh, you yes. have to start from genesis to revelation for you to know all the different situations and mm-hmm. what the word of god says mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can take advantage of other people you can t- take advantage even of apps that are there these days there's mm-hmm. version when mm-hmm. you go there there are different reading plans that yes. address different situations mm-hmm. you know you can go through a reading plan that is addressing anxiety that is addressing depression mm-hmm. that is addressing spiritual battles you know mm-hmm. you, at least it can give you a very good starting place yes, yes. but the bottom line is you want to start with the word of god so that when you get into the prayer i'm now engaging god on the terms in which god has committed himself yes. to Yes. Yeah. So, for example, I could be struggling with perhaps um, the issue of anxiety. Perhaps it's my Goliath. It's mm-hmm. a giant that is standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. But then when I go into the word of God, I'm trying to dig what is it that God has spoken about all this. Cast all your cares unto me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just cast your cares because mm-hmm. I do care for you. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. I'm anxious about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then the word of God is saying, cast all your cares. Mm-hmm. So the moment I go into my prayer, I have read a good ground or somewhere to place my foot on mm-hmm. yeah as, mm-hmm. as my stepping place step stepping stone mm-hmm. so i'm engaging god and say god you're a caring god mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that is who you are mm-hmm. even my view of god begins to change because oh, yes. i'm not i'm now i'm not i'm not approaching him as somebody who is not sure whether he is able to do it whether he's willing but mm-hmm. the word of god has already revealed to us that he does care mm-hmm. in other words he is concerned so as i'm getting in my prayer room i'm saying god thank you so much I'm going through this stuff, but yes. I'm grateful that I know of a God who cares. Yes. I might have people around me who don't care, but based on your word, I'm convinced that you do care. I have faith that you are a caring God. Wow. And your word says I should cast all my cares to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are things about my anxiety that I can share with other people, mm-hmm. but you I can share with. Yeah. Because you're a father to me. I'm already praying. Wow, yeah. yeah. But yeah. my prayer is emanating from the word of God. Mm-hmm. I'm engaging God on the basis of his will. That's yes. why the Bible says when you pray, pray according to his will. Yes. Yes. In other words, I'm praying according to God's thoughts about that situation. Mm-hmm. God's ideas about that situation, mm-hmm. but those thoughts and ideas, they are revealed in the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's how I would approach it from a prayer point of view. Mm-hmm. What is the Word of God saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take time to meditate it. I'm mm-hmm. not just rushing it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if I had rushed, I would have missed to see the God who cares. Mm. I would have missed the God who is saying, cast them. You know, to cast it means to just throw it. Mm. I, I'm not worried about how I'm throwing it. Mm. I, I just want to, I'm just releasing it yeah. from my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just throwing it before him. So that's what I'm now doing in my prayer now. God, I'm worried about this, but I'm choosing to cast it before you. I'm just laying it at your feet. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm transferring it mm-hmm. from my hands to your hands. It's I'm yours. releasing it to your ground. Completely. Yeah. Yes. So that means I'm saying, God, you take care of this. Because you said you want to take care of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not, I'm not even begging God. Not at all. Yeah. But I'm approaching him on the basis of what he says he wants to do. Mm. 
what he's committed himself to us. So that's how I would bring in mm -hmm. the aspect of prayer. Pass through the word room. Take your time. Mm -hmm. Meditate upon that passage of the scripture. Mm -hmm. Then begin to pray. Ask the Holy Spirit, help me to understand this passage of the scripture. And also help me to apply it. Yes. Yeah. Make me see things that are there, but that I'm not seeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I'd approach it. You know, Pastor Daniel, as you're talking, I'm just um, being reminded of the importance of that message that you preached about contending for knowledge. Okay. Um, because when you reject knowledge or you're rejecting the word of God or you're choosing, you're cutting yourself off mm. from that vital resource yeah. that you can then use in the prayer room. Um, so listeners, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listening and go back and listen to contending for knowledge. Um, it, it's such a great message to just chew on and yeah. get a little bit more uh, perspective on that. So we're being joined by Tatenda as well. She's got a few questions to put to you, Pastor Danny. So Tatenda, fire away. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Pastor Danny. So my question is mostly around the rewards part. So um, how does one guard their heart to make sure that, you know, when you talked about you need to assess, is this, this going to give me a reward if I um, engage in this battle? How do you, you guard your heart from making sure that you're not letting pride or arrogance like lead you into that decision yeah. so what are the tools that someone can make sure that they've put in place to make sure that when they assess if this battle is worth the fight that they're not allowing their own sort of pride or arrogance or greed sometimes to kind of you know still make them want to go into that battle basically yeah, no, thanks so much, Tatinda, for that question. I think it's very important for us to, to, to bring clarity to. For me, one of the most important filters that I use mm -hmm. for that is to check whether the reward I'm looking for is going to bring glory to God, mm -hmm. is going to bring honor to God. And mm -hmm. within the context of First Samuel chapter number 17, if we go to verse number 46 to verse number 7, there's something very important there that shows us a little bit more about David's mindset as far as the results are concerned. Mm -hmm. He says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. He is now having a conversation with Goliath. And he says, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. The next part is the one that I want us to pay attention to. And he says, and the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. Wow. Yeah. So David yeah. is not saying, and the whole world will know that there's a David. No, 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 he, no, no, no. Yeah. He's saying the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. So you can actually tell that God, David's, uh, David's mind and David's position it was a position of someone who is doing everything with a goal to bring glory to God, yeah. to yeah. to make his God known mm -hmm. to the whole world. In this case, we've got the Philistines and we've got the Israelites on the other side. So yeah. David wants God to be known even in the Philistine camp yeah. to the point where when they leave there, everyone is talking about the God Yes. of Israel, yeah. Yes. Yeah. not the David in Israel. Awesome. Yeah. So for me, I think it's a very powerful filter to always use. Yeah. Is, is this going to bring glory to God? Is this going to bring any honor to God at the end of it? Yeah, because yeah, it's quite easy for us to, you know, to have rewards that just reveal selfishness in us. Yeah. Yeah. And the reward is of no benefit to anyone. Mm. It's more it's me, 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 me all the time. Yeah. But for David, Winning this battle, it wasn't just going to bring a reward to him, yeah. but mm. it was going to 
uh, counsel or it was going to prevent slavery, mm. not just to himself or his family, but to everyone, to every yeah, Israelite. Yeah. Because had he lost that battle, that means the whole nation of Israel was going to go into slavery. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So for me, I think that's a far powerful filter to use. Mm. Is this going to bring glory to God? Is it going to make a difference to other people mm. beyond myself? Mm. Yeah. Um, so on that note as well, um, I remember you touched on how you know, when we're in these battles that we shouldn't focus on the enemy's um, defensive equipment, but we should focus on our own offensive um, equipment. So, you know, it's easy for us to look in the Bible and see how, you know, David had a slingshot, right? So if you can relay that for us in our nowadays days, how does, what does a slingshot look like? In what situations would you give examples for us so we can sort of relate because, you know, it's one thing to look at David because he got his slingshot, right? And he yeah. did it yeah. in that moment. But for us now, where we are, how does us focusing on our offensive equipment or what kind of, what types of offensive equipment can we gird ourselves up with in our everyday yeah. lives? Yeah. Thank you so much, Detender. So um, the, 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 the general one is the one that I spoke about in, mm -hmm. the, in the service, which is the word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is our number one offensive weapon that god has given us in yeah. every battle yeah. and when you bring it within the context of what we're sharing today um it's natural in us as human beings yeah. to be to protect ourselves mm -hmm. it's natural to want to protect ourselves and not think about us winning the battle yeah. as long as i'm safe yeah. yeah we think like it's okay mm. but in this context goliath has to be dealt with because mm. yeah. If we don't deal with Goliath, then nothing is going to change. He's going to come mm. back and be intimidating us. He's yeah. going to come back and be defying the armies of God. He's going to cause us to continue to live in fear day in, day out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But that can happen when we focus more on Goliath. Because what mm. we are seeing more is how protected he is. Yeah. How he has protected himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, But like I was saying in the message that battles are won not because of how protective our equipment is mm -hmm. but by us putting to use the offensive equipment that yeah. we have mm -hmm. yeah because we have we have to strike mm -hmm. we yeah. have to we have yeah. to strike if we yeah. don't do that yeah. that's going to result in slavery that means they they would have worn uh, uh, against us so for me when i'm looking at a sling within the 21st century setup mm -hmm. it's about using what is in your hands what you are capable of yeah. it could be your gift mm -hmm. yeah which when you execute it is going to make a difference yeah. than you just being in a safe place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just being in a place where you feel like no harm can easily touch me mm -hmm. where I am. But you don't know because if Goliath is going to throw his spear, mm. you are in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you might as well use what you have. So in this case, David had a sling in his hand. Yeah. Yes. David had a sling in his hand. That's what he has. I equate it also to a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he has been training to use that yeah. all oh, the yes. time, again oh, and yes. again in the field. Yeah. And I want to believe that even some of the wild animals that he, he fought there, yeah. I want to believe that the sling played a part in there. Yeah. So he is using what is gifted in. Mm -hmm. He is using what he is good at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Because if I don't use what I'm good at, I'm not going to make progress. I'm not going to achieve things and I'm not going to yeah. remove any obstacle in, yeah. in front of me. Mm-hmm. It's only when I begin to use what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'd look at it. What are you good at? What is in your hand? What is within your reach? Mm-hmm. What is it that you have mastered in your life? Mm-hmm. Can you begin to implement it to your advantage so that you can remove the destruction that is in front of you? One of the things that I didn't mention in the message mm-hmm. around that area is when it comes to using what you have, mm-hmm. timing is very important. Yeah. Oh, wow. Timing oh, wow. is very, very important. Mm-hmm. David, make sure that he struck first. He didn't yeah. wait for Goliath wow. to throw That's his so, javelin yeah. at him first. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 made an, he took an advantage because while Goliath was busy talking, mm-hmm. because he was now used to use his voice to intimidate. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was able to cripple the whole arm of Israel mm-hmm. by just his voice. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Goliath was expecting David to use anything. Mm-hmm. Moreover, when Goliath was looking at David, it appeared like David doesn't have anything in his hand because mm-hmm. a sling is that small. Yeah. For him, he's thinking somebody must be coming with a sword, mm-hmm. a javelin. Mm-hmm. So he continued to talk. Yeah. He continued to, to, to use the same strategy, whereas David made sure that he struck first. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave him the advantage. And, uh, and for me, one of the biggest application to us is, you know, if you want to make a change, uh, timing is very important. Mm. Don't dilly dally about striking. Wow. Don't dilly dally about making a move. Just do it. Yeah. Make the first move and take advantage of the first move. Just. Had you not done that, <laughs> if Goliath had thrown his spear. Remember, we spoke of a spear that that he had a head which weighed about 7 kgs, 6.8 kgs. Anyway, near his stomach or heart, that would have been fatal to David. But David made sure that he struck first. Mm. So use what you have. Use it. Don't delete that. Don't procrastinate. Don't Mm. think a lot about it. Mm. Use what you have. At the end of the day, remember God is behind you. Mm. Remember, Mm. God is with you. Like I said in the message that the secret to David probably you're solving is because God was with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The spirit of the Lord was upon him. Mm-hmm. And when the spirit of the Lord comes upon what you think is small, it becomes mighty and very powerful. Oh, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. Wow. Um, so I hear you saying two things. That first thing is you need to look at what's in your hand. Yeah. And then the next thing is you need to strive for mastery yeah. mm-hmm. in that thing. Yeah. Um, could you just tell us a little bit more about getting to that level where we are masters at what we have been gifted with? How do we do that? How do we even recognize what we have in our hand? Mm. I think mastery will never happen outside repetition. Mm-hmm. You need to be wow. repeating something again and again, mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. and again. I'm a preacher of the word. I don't think I'm there, <laughs> yeah. but I think I'm not where I used to be. Mm-hmm. Because I keep doing the same thing. Okay. I keep doing the same thing. I keep yeah. speaking. When an opportunity comes for me to speak, hardly do I say no, unless mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit says I shouldn't take it. Yeah. yeah. So every opportunity that comes, I'm taking it. Yeah. That way, I'm putting my gift to use. I'm training my gift mm-hmm. again and again until I become comfortable with my gift, mm-hmm. until I get to know the ins and outs of my gift Mm -hmm. until I'm no longer intimidated by stage fright Mm. because I'm doing it. I've now mastered that. You know, when I stand there, I could be caught by stage fright, but how do I manage it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That comes with experience. Mm. I'm doing it again and again. So reaching the stage of mastery, I think this word is going to be very key. Mm. Repeat the same thing. Mm. Might be boring today, but repeat it. Yes. Repeat it. Do it Mm. again and again. Mm. Remember the time when I was trying to master even my own style of preaching. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you, you sit under the people, you sit under great teachers of the word, and mm. they're telling you, you need to do this. And when I look at some of the steps, they're so boring. Mm. They are so boring. <laughs> and you're thinking, I, I can just skip this and yeah. maybe just go to the exciting things. Oh, yeah. But you know what? You need the discipline to do what you need to do again and again, again and again. You'll appreciate it when, when you're on the other side because mm. it becomes so natural. Mm. Yeah. The, the delivery becomes so natural. And I want to think that for David, that's why he had that confidence. Oh, Inasmuch yeah. as much as he had confidence in God, mm -hmm. but I think he also had confidence in his skill, mm -hmm. in his yeah. ability to use a sling. Mm -hmm. And honestly speaking, I think it takes a great skill to be able to target the only part of Goliath that was uncovered. Mm. I think yeah. it takes a great skill. I, I don't think yeah. that was luck. Mm -hmm. Not at all. I don't think that was luck. Not I think that all. was skill, yeah. well calculated, and I'm sure he knew that, you know what, I need to move towards Goliath at this distance, mm -hmm. I can strike and mm -hmm. I can hit my target. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Why? Because he had mastered to use his sling while he was out there. Mm. Yeah. He's got a reference from his past. That is so awesome. I just wanted to ask one last question and then uh, that will be it for today. At the beginning of the sermon, again, when you were giving the context for the message, you mm. said that David went and asked one person and then somebody shut him down. And then he went again and asked somebody the same question again. And you said that he wanted a different audience. How do we recognize a situation where now I need to ask somebody else. I need to ask a different person or maybe I need to ask a different question. Yeah. Um, just so that you can see, well, it, it will help you in your decision-making process. Yeah. So that is found in First Samuel chapter number 16, uh, chapter number 17, verse number 13. Um, he's talking to his brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the context there is very important, especially start from verse number 28. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the man, mm -hmm. he burned with anger at him and asked. So this is now Eliab talking to David. Mm -hmm. He's saying to him, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave? those few sheep in the wilderness with. Mm -hmm. I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. Mm -hmm. You came down only to watch the battle. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the, 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 the language that Eliab is using, mm -hmm. it's not encouraging. No, not at all. It doesn't fuel any faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes someone think, I'm not worth it. Mm -hmm. What's the point of even doing it? Mm -hmm. But I like the wisdom in David. Because when he realized that Eliab's words are toxic to his faith, yes. he chose to turn to someone else who is not going to talk him down, mm -hmm. who is not going to, uh, to discourage him, mm -hmm. who is not going to, to quench the hope that he had. And the yes. Bible says in verse number 30, then he turned away to someone else mm -hmm. and brought up the same matter. Mm -hmm. And the man answered him as before. Eliab didn't give the answer that David was looking, looking for. for yeah. Instead of responding to the question he's asking, what would be done to the person who's going to kill Goliath? Mm. Eliab is now saying, who, who did you leave the ship with? Mm. Why are you here? We, we know how wicked your heart is. Mm. No, that's not what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm asking what is going to be done to the person who kills this person. Yeah. So he chose to go to somebody who was willing to give him the answers he's looking for. Mm. So mm. sometimes in life, we waste a lot of time because we're hanging around people that are not responding to the questions we're asking for. Wow. Mm. You listen to the con you listen to the words. It's just discouraging. Just give me the answer mm. to what I'm asking. What will be done yeah. to someone who's going to persevere to the end? 
what will be done to, what will what what is going to happen to somebody who is going to be praying in his life what is going to happen to somebody who is going to be serving in the house of the lord mm. i think that's a, i can give that as an example yes. you're going to someone you're asking them what what kind of a life am i going to get if i serve god mm. Mm. and then you start to hear someone saying ah people will start to say you want to be seen <laughs> people will start to say maybe you want for you want a position in the church yeah. no that's not what i'm asking no what kind of a life am i going to get from god what kind of a reward am i going to get from god if i start to serve him mm. so learn to listen to people's responses when you ask them questions mm. especially questions to do with serving god mm. especially mm. questions to do with you making a move that is going to benefit a lot of other people mm-hmm. it's very yeah. important to listen mm-hmm. do away with the voices of discouragement mm. you can actually tell that this person is trying to discourage me mm-hmm. yeah they're trying to quench my faith mm. and my hope mm. in making a move. Wow. Yeah. That's what Eliab was doing. Yes. But he turned to the other person and they answered him. Yeah. And 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 his response got into the ear of the king. Mm-hmm. And in no time he was standing before the king. Mm-hmm. But he had he succumbed to Eliab's statement. He would not have stood before the king. Mm-hmm. He would not have gotten an opportunity even to solve the problem that everyone was talking with. Wow. So I think mm-hmm. it's always important. Let's pay attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. to the people that we're having conversations with mm-hmm. are they responding are they helping you in your journey of faith mm. or are they quenching your faith god wow 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 <laughs> i wish we could sit here and you know just keep going and going and going but our time is up for this week pastor is there anything that you want to say to our listeners um just from the message or a quick word of encouragement anything on your heart for us Yeah so my last quick word of encouragement uh learning from the story of David is just to come to terms with the fact that a lot of the problems that are troubling us they are always bigger than you. Mm. Yeah mm-hmm. that's that's a fact that we need to settle with. Mm-hmm. Goliath is always bigger than David. Mm. But the fact that Goliath is bigger than David doesn't mean that Goliath cannot be overcome. Mm. so it doesn't matter the size of your challenge mm-hmm. you can overcome it mm. but you need god mm. in it mm-hmm. yeah you need god in solving that problem mm-hmm. and develop that mindset of a problem solver tell wow. yourself wake up in the morning today i'm a problem solver mm. i'm going to be solving problems today mm-hmm. yeah don't be discouraged because it's going to be a journey it's like mm-hmm. a process mm-hmm. yeah perhaps today you try it doesn't work out don't give up keep trying do it again tomorrow but mm-hmm. what are you doing you're nurturing you're cultivating that mindset of problem solving mm-hmm. which we are going to need in life mm-hmm. remember everything about life is about problem solving if we are going to move to the next level we do exams at primary school to go to the next level yes mm-hmm. we are given problems to solve in a job interview to take us to the next, next level next level those who are employed to occupy key positions in companies like managers Honestly speaking you're employed to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the more problems you solve, you're elevated, you, you move earn. to the next yeah. level. Yeah. That's the nature of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me I'm speaking from a Pentecostal point of view. Mm-hmm. We believe so much in prayer. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I've got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. The only issue that I have is it is when we fold our hands mm-hmm. and we're expecting God just to come in and do everything. because i have prayed no 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 yeah there are certain things that we need to learn principles and ask grace mm. for courage yes. to do what we need to do mm-hmm. otherwise would 
we will die in our, in our own prayers. It's true. Yeah. It's true. While people in the world, they are solving problems. Yeah. yeah. And the challenge is sometimes the solutions that they're offering, they don't bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't edify other people. Mm-hmm. They, they've got selfish ambitions on them. Mm-hmm. But imagine you, you know kingdom values, you know mm-hmm. kingdom principles. Mm-hmm. When you solve a problem, it's not just about you. Mm-hmm. You're solving it for other people. Esther solved a problem, but it was for the rest of the Jews. Yes. Yeah. Joseph solved a problem which benefited not just Egypt, but other nations because they came to buy corn. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Egypt. Yes. Yeah, it's it's benefiting everybody else. Every, every everybody else. So that yeah. would be my word of encouragement today. That was so good. Okay. Thank you so much, Pastor Danny. Thank you, Pretender, for joining us. Um, that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe. Uh, and leave a review for our podcast as well um, subscribe to our youtube channel listen to the sunday messages go back and listen to contending for the next level you will get so much more from this podcast if you do take care god bless and we'll see you or listen with you next time thank you for tuning into your change a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.